How come Richard gets cans and we don't? Because he has to listen to us. Yeah, why, what well, he you, could. He wouldn't be able to hear us no, otherwise. That's right. What would you do with the information of listening to us? Don't you understand how the microphones work? Richard, can you hear us? Can you hear us, Richard? That was your finest moment of radio. That was a good moment. I don't recall it. What was well, Heikowski That was early on. It was a, a very early headphones. episode. It was like the first or second episode. It was completely <laughs> It was not. No, because it was Heikowski. That's like year two No, no, no. That was oh, yeah, a very... I wasn't here year one, so it had to be year two. Right. So, and uh, we all had our headphones on except for Heikowski. Patrick turns to Heikowski, who's standing right next to him and says, Can you hear us? <laughs> It's a good moment. That's <laughs> a good moment. The classic. It was totally planned. Yep. That was a totally inauthentic moment. Yeah. Yes. It's very stagey. That I had planned. Very stagey. Hey, welcome back to Even More Mashed Up. We are the podcast originating from the Misericordia University talking about all things pop culture. It is a podcast that wrecks the podcastosphere. I'm Alan. I'm Patrick. And I'm not sure there's such a thing as a podcastosphere. It is. However. It's what we exist upon. We yeah. did a show recently that was a pocket full of movies. Yes. And I felt bad because all of the movies came from your pocket. Yes. So today, I thought we'd do a movie from my pocket. Yes. Which is. You literally brought your ticket stub for Hey, yesterday. it's Ralph Breaks the Internet. Wreck-It Ralph 2. Wow, okay. That was, that was an intro, I guess. That was really well planned. I like that you had it in your pocket. I literally <laughs> found it in my coat this morning. I'm like, oh, there's the opening. Yeah, so, <laughs> but you, it's just funny that you didn't pull it out of your pocket. Or that Ahead you, of time. Like, you could have acted all of this and just thrown the ticket stub away. Nobody can see you. Yeah. They didn't see the you same. digging around well, in your britches, you I'm know. very method. They can hear you. They can hear you method. leaning away from the I'm microphone. I'm like uh, uh, Jared Leto's Joker. Oh, or uh, who mm. else's method? For a uh, minute, I thought you were going to say you were very meth. Uh, oh, oh, there's I'll, there's Franco, but I really don't want to be compared no, to Franco. No, who's the, um, who's the, the Marlon Brando? They, Wasn't he method? Christian no, no, Bale. No, the, there will be blood actor. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, and the My Left Foot guy, um, Daniel Day Lewis. Yes. yes, Daniel Day Lewis. Like, I'm, like, I'm very method. yes. Yeah, I'm very method. Yeah. So I felt like I had to. So yeah, so we're talking Wreck-It Ralph 2. Breaks the internet. Ralph breaks the internet. Now, I don't want to give away any trade secrets, but Patrick did literally no prep for today, Whoa. except for watch the movie. That's true. And <laughs> I brought my hey, ticket stub. More prep than I did. And I <laughs> oh, have been thinking about I had a nice conversation way, about the movie with, with Amanda yesterday. So Richard I is here. Ideas. I am. So, yes. Yeah. So, um, since I'm the only one that's got some notes, maybe I'll get started? Yeah, it's not a good idea. You can, you I'm can just answer roll some questions. Things. So... Let's just start with your general impression of the movie. My general impression actually kind of shifted over the course of the film. Yes. In that, for a good chunk of the, the first part, I was a little bit bored in that it felt kind of just very... Just a little bit bored? Sequely. It was a steaming pile. And then the middle part, oh, I wow. got a little yes. concerned um, about some of the things they were doing. Yeah. And then I was kind of pleasantly surprised by the end. And the thoughtfulness of the end. Okay. There was one thing I liked at the end that I thought was thoughtful. Okay. Besides that, I thought this was the worst movie. Really? That I have seen in a decade. Really? I didn't think it was that bad. Vicky and I. Transformers like it, Oh, I would watch. <laughs> I would watch Bumblebee 100 consecutive times before really? I would sit down and watch Ooh. this again. Wow. I did not realize your reaction was that strong. When the film ended, Vicky and I looked at each other. You're right. Like the first half of the movie. It was a lot of setup. And it's boring yeah it was like a it's slow. just like i was like oh this is feeling flat yeah it's boring like it was to me vicky said she could have taken a nap she said yeah. the only reason she didn't was because i had taken her to the movie yeah I, it was boring yeah well now you guys hadn't seen the first one right vicky did i didn't oh, okay didn't seem to make any difference in our view i did that yeah now, i guess not so i will point out that reviewers have been quite positive about this film yeah i mean i, I i'm going to read you some fair or foul stuff yeah, we'll talk like, about that I, there's things that it does that i found really interesting but I, in in i would say in retrospect like yeah the setup to get to where they eventually go yeah is is a little bit drawn out i would yeah. say because this and movie let's let's be honest it sucked really hard I didn't know. I didn't hate it. I I overall liked it, and I thought it did. I, I thought it had some really interesting things at the end. I thought say. it was like just a waste of fourteen dollars. Well, I went Wait. on five buck twenty five. You spent fourteen dollars for well for two, two tickets. Oh, I was even put ticket. Yeah, no. I I, 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 I paid go? five. I paid five twenty five yeah. for it on Tuesday. In so. general, I thought the plotting was kind of weak. 
Mm. Um, it kind of relies on Ralph just to screw things up to move things along. Well, he is uh, Wreck-It Ralph. That is I know, sort I get of his it. Job. Um, he breaks the video game. It get. We'll talk more about Ralph in a minute. Yeah, I thought the first half of the movie was was really boring. Yeah, Ralph is, I think, the least in, interesting cinematic character I have ever come across. Really? Yeah. And Name somebody funny. who's less interesting well, well, than Ralph. Because in the first one, um, any the of the female characters in the Transformers movies. Can you name the character names? Mm, that's a good point. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Rich. Damn it. Boom. Yeah, yeah but, but there's still... Can character name? Uh, uh, Sam Witwicky. I was going to say, we could do the, there's the Witwicky yeah, collage. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's Witwicky, and it's... Like, I can remember the Sam yeah. when I remember the Witwicky. Yeah. Um, to me, watching Wreck-It Ralph, or the breaking the internet thing, was like watching Redder, Ready Player One. Mm. but kind of, like, dumbed down for kids. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but I could see that, because the only thing I could think of during, particularly in the internet scene, yeah. was Emoji Movie. Yeah, aren't they? I didn't see Emoji Movie. It, there's a lot, it, it had kind of the same idea of, like, the emojis going into, like, the apps on your phone, and everything was, was there, and it was, like, this big sort of So you're city. saying it's also plagiarized. It's boring and it's plagiarized. Uh, Feels like you just said it was plagiarized. Not plagiarized, but but working within a very similar... Um, you. you know what? I cannot wait until your students listen to this podcast. <laughs> and when you come home and you're like, you know, I'm sorry, Richard, but you clearly plagiarized this. Nuh-uh. Richard will say, uh-uh, I was just working within a similar milieu. Yes. I will have to say that the, just like the Emoji <laughs> movie, um, Wreck-It Ralph's version of the internet yeah. has to be one of the most sanitized versions of the internet. Oh, I have a question for oh, you about that. Imagine. Man, Later. When, they, when I saw the yeah. trailer and I said, oh, we're going to dark web. You're doing what? Yeah, no, yeah. trust me, the dark like... web is not... <laughs> the dark web was not that dark. Yeah, it's. I mean, it was very sanitized. I'm assuming they made a boatload on product placement. Well... They had to. They better have That gets to my point about Ready Player One. This was a movie that was really about two things, as far as I could tell. Wreck- Ralph? Yeah. Okay. Destroying, like, like just, just battering you with Easter eggs. Oh, did you see the billboard? Did mm. you see the commercial? Did you see the stormtrooper? Did you see the... You know? Yeah. And, and you hate Easter eggs. You know how I feel about Easter eggs. So it was. So the movie was, was already at a deficit for you, right? Like that, even. that it was just it was so Easter eggy, it was insufferable. Yeah, and it becomes kind of like an hour and a half advertisement mm-hmm. for mega corporation after mega corporation mm-hmm. after mega corporation. And, oh, guess what? Surprise! Disney gets a lot of attention. Yes. Well. Yeah. If I did that kind of thing uh, on the podcast, I would be accused of self-promoting in a way that was... Do what kind of thing? To talk about myself like Disney talks about itself in this movie. Mm. You would say that I was a spotlight-seeking self-promoter. Would when Disney does it, you're like, oh, you know, like, what's the big deal? Like, at this point, that's what Disney's supposed to do. At this point, I have been to the will of my Disney overlords. They own everything I love. And thus, I cannot critique them. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a fair point, which is why you're not <laughs> really... Once I got Marvel, it was game over. It's why you're and not really... Star Wars, like, yeah. Not really jumping up and down on this. No, I've got to say, I, I, um, I'm starting to wonder if you picked up on the stuff that I did, which kind of surprises me. Because um, I actually thought it ended up doing something really It does do one thoughtful. thing. Really thoughtful. I agree. Which is... Well, I'm going to say that for the good part. Oh, okay. Because we're kind of doing oh, the bad part. Oh, we're doing the bad. Okay, then. so we're doing the bad. We're it still, feels like it to me. Wog- yeah. Well, see, what have we covered so far? Sucked hard. Boring. Oh. Too long of a setup. Yeah. Like, the first half of the movie is making a series of funny memes to make money. Yeah, that was... Most of which were not particularly funny. No, no, I did not. I did not. Yeah, well, and the whole... Yeah, that and the whole yes character that I didn't really care for. You, yeah, felt... Who felt, played yes? Uh, Taraji P. Henson, which kind of surprised me. Yeah, it felt like they wanted her in the movie. Because I thought it was, um, is it, uh, I'm trying to remember, uh, is it Tiffany Haddish? Doesn't sound right. I know it's Haddish. Yeah, I think so. Is it Tiffany? I, I thought that she was the one playing that role. And then I saw the credits, like, oh, it's Taraji. Yeah. I really like, Taraji P. Henson is an excellent actress. Oh, agree. But, that, um, but, the, but the character, like many of the characters on this, yeah. well, Sarah Silverman can do good work. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't like Sarah Silverman except for in this movie. That's funny. I like her in general, and I thought her Vanellope was was more than um, Riley's Ralph. Well, Riley's Ralph is essentially Riley. Yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of his default character. Yeah, Um, yeah. So I also felt like the one thing. On the one hand, I guess 
you're probably going to point out that I'm a hypocrite. But one of the things that, that I had a problem with, somewhat of a problem with, what was a um, kind of the little bit of subplot with uh, Fix-It Felix and Calhoun and their... I've got that on my list of negative Marriage stuff. and raising the kids just because it yeah. felt like... I know I criticized Deadpool 2 yes. for, like, shoehorning, like, its characters in and not really doing anything with them. And so the fact that I'm going to critique this film for bringing those characters in and not trying to do a lot with them yeah. may seem a wee bit hypocritical. Because I felt like they really—you could lift them out of the movie entirely. Yes. And they don't really serve a purpose. You could lift a lot of this movie out. Yeah. And it doesn't serve much of a purpose. Yeah, but the Fix-It Felix and Sergeant Tamora Jean Calhoun. Yeah. Ugh. Just awful. But they do kind of adopt a family. And Vicky and I did see um, the next day. Oh, Instant Family. Instant Family with Hope. It makes Instant Family mm-hmm. look like it should win every Oscar this year. Just like it, the Calhoun Fix-It Felix plotline? No. Ralph Breaks the Internet is so wow. bad. You are really down on this film? I, d- I don't know why, but I found it... You were down on, like, the, the funnies, too. You just well, just I could, I could see day. where the no, very... Well, long... good things about Calvin and Hobbes. I could see where... Nancy. I mean, well, I could, okay, I Nancy. <laughs> Nancy was the worst comic strip ever made. Oh, Nancy. No, Kathy. Kathy's bad, but Nancy's worse. Nancy oh, no. and Sluggo? No, Oh, Kathy come on. Is, no, Kathy is, is... You know what? That's a, that's a whole other show. We yeah. really yeah. shouldn't yeah. go... That, 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 yeah, sorry. The comic but... strips. That, we're going to get down a rabbit hole. Yeah, so anyway, you were saying. Well, I think in New York, like, I felt that the way it ended, um, like, the final third of the movie, I felt kind of redeemed the long setup. I could see where oh, there was no the long setup maybe have le- left it without redemption for you. And well, the, again, I'll say something nice about the, the last part of the movie eventually. Mm-hmm. But right now, we're still focusing on the negative, yeah. which was almost everything else. There's actually a couple of things I liked in the movie. Okay, I will that's say. good. But, like, Ralph is totally unlikable. Like, you can see why he's the bad guy in the video game. Yeah. Because he just destroys things just to destroy things. Mm-hmm. Right? There's, no, there's literally nothing to this film if Ralph isn't a big jerk about yeah. his friendship with Penelope. Yeah. Well, and, and some of that was in the first movie. So how do you feel about the lightning of Princess's, uh, uh, Princess Tiana's skin? See, I, I don't... Well, well, how'd you feel about that? Because you're not complaining about it. It's not on your list of negatives. I've never... Because she's in the Princess and the Frog one. Yeah. See, I never saw that, so... So it's I, okay to lighten her skin because you haven't seen it? Well, I just have no idea that, that her skin's lightened. So. It is. Okay. So... That's a problem. Opinion? <laughs> <laughs> Disney is a, is, has apparently promised to undo the lightening of her skin. It seems in, like, the choice. Blu-ray release? I don't know where. I didn't read the article. I read okay. the headline. I, I mean, the little bit... Because I, I do will say that, that from what I remember of seeing in the trailer... Yeah. I thought she appeared lighter in the trailer than she did in the actual film. So I wonder if they may have made adjustments already. But I don't uh, know for sure. Richard, could you pull up a fil- an image of her in the film? Well, I mean, I can agree if she's lighter in the trailer than she's in the film. Because so, I saw it as well. So at least you paid attention. You seemed a little sandbagged by the whole thing. Well, yeah, that's what you usually do. It seems weird though that it happened. No, you did no prep this week, so to be fair, I know I, I made it. I made it easier for you to sandbag me. <laughs> Again, Merry Christmas! Here's your gift. So I did uh, kind of enjoy the Disney princesses, though. Okay, which we get to this to to better parts of the yeah. film because the, the the first half of the film is. I don't think I could watch it again. Yeah, it was really well. And the, as much as I love Gal Gadot, the whole like the first part of the slaughter race storyline, yeah. yeah, with her and Vanel, like just felt really flat to me. Yeah. Um, yes. Although I really liked Shank. I like. Yeah, I like, did like the things Shank. That I thought were pretty cool in the film. Shank was pretty damn awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is Gal Gadot. Exactly. So obviously, I mean, like, like she's like, going to rock this point, that. Role. I'm not sure there's anything she can do that's not awesome. She seemed like a very empowered and yet yeah. somewhat comp- complex animated to an character. Extent, yeah. Um, uh, more than you expected from her? Yes. Yes. When you first she showed up. meet her. So yeah. like uh, there's something nice I said about the film. Yeah. But yeah, um, I just felt like some of that like it, it yeah, it did feel a little flat to me. Yeah. The second half, I, in my notes, I said it did pick up a little bit. I like the Disney stuff, mm-hmm. the princess stuff. Vicky was less impressed with it. With the Disney stuff. Yeah. She thought the princesses were still kind of bubble-headed in the end. Mm, 
I mean, they get to be the heroes at the end in they a do. way. Yeah, in a way but, that, that is somewhat predictable. And they do joke about it. But remember we talked on a previous podcast about how Fox and Friends or whatever were really upset mm-hmm. about, like, these princesses under – you don't remember it at all, do you, Patrick? Do you Keep going. Do you just erase everything from your brain as soon as we do the show? I didn't it's want like, to interrupt your point. Did the show, dump it. Fox and Friends said what now? <laughs> I, I don't remember. Listen, I got what? a lot going on. There's only so much brain space. That you're, and your brain space is better used for other things right mm-hmm. now. Like Legos. But they were really upset that the Disney princesses were sort of being twisted into something they weren't. That we should love the original princesses, uh. not what... Because <clears throat> if you... If you only watch the eight minutes that the princesses are in the film, mm-hmm. it might suggest that there's something really subversive going on here. I don't know that I'd say terribly subversive. Well, the Fox people thought so, as you will recall from yes, several weeks course. ago. The oh, Fox yeah. people were convinced. Indeed. And you remember the quote they said specifically, right? <laughs> yeah, you remember the quote. The salient details may have escaped me. <laughs> the salient details being the entire conversation. That's not, no, I'm, 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 I'm right there with you. But when you watch this, it seemed like perhaps the Fox hosts were upset over really not very much to be upset. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I mean, I didn't, hard to to comprehend. They're not, yes, they're (laughs) not really, they're not really transformed in this. No, no, I I mean, they're, they're a little bit, you know, right. They moved beyond their kind of stereotypical depiction. Jokes about it, yeah. That kind of suggest they're aware of I the way like in which all of they their, have their their cool new casual outfits. I do kind of enjoy those. Sure, because the the best way to entertain with women in film is to think about looks and fashion. Well, I no, hear, I, no like, I hear what you're saying. I just like the yeah. Easter eggginess of the, it, like the, all their shirts were sort of references to their movies. Yeah, does that count as an Easter egg? It's, a, it's not a Why not? Because, it, 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 because it felt like yeah. No, normally it would be in this movie. No, so so you like you like the women's fashion is what you're saying. I just like their outfits. Yeah. I like how you think that's a contradiction. Huh. I seemed very comfortable. <laughs> so you like the comfort. And I am all about women's comfort. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should, I think we we should get out of this hole. I think we should move somewhere else. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought they were funny. Yeah. I thought they kind of got to be like superheroes almost. Oh, and then rescuing Ralph. Yeah, but yeah. you realize how irredeemable Ariel is. Yeah, you can't. There's not a lot that you can do with her. Yeah. Like she's. That's actually a matter of. That's actually something we should probably talk about at some point. Like, who is the most problematic Disney princess? Oh my god, we should definitely put together like that even more mashed like a, up list from like psych, most offensive. No, a psyche valve of like to to least offensive. to least offensive. That yeah. you should put that in your notes for a future show. I will once I'm done timing this show. You, can, you won't forget. No, do All I right. forget things? Rich, could you not write this down? Re- not that he can remember, but he doesn't forget things. <laughs> All right, Rich, just write this down. No, this yeah. is why I write things down, oh, so that I remember them. Do you want the picture them. of Princess Tiana still? Yeah, oh. I, I'm just curious. Like, is she still lighter in the... I, I never well, saw this. the film. Okay, yes. Like... I'm sure this is fascinating for our listeners. Yes. Well, I mean, I don't know, I don't, I don't know how to translate this into... Now find <laughs> her Now find her in Wreck-It Ralph real quickly, yeah. and we'll, we'll make the comparison. But that's a great idea. Like, yeah. rating them from most offensive to least offensive. Yeah. But like, it turns out Ariel seems totally irredeemable. Yeah, well, she's just... I mean, her... her you did... What was it? There was the... She um, gives up her voice to... Yeah, yeah. well, and there was the, there was the news about, uh, what, uh, the acapella band? That Vicky sent. Yeah, the, that's us. right. Vicky sent that. Yeah, yeah. The the, uh, the Tiger Tones, right? That's what they. At, that's at right. Princeton. Was it, was it Auburn? That's no, Princeton. I think. Princeton. Oh, it's okay. definitely Auburn. Doesn't that's right. Do I was just thinking like when you said Ivy Tigers, Lincoln. I was yeah. thinking. I don't know if you have any idea. It's it's hard to tell because it almost feels like it's part of the art style. Like yeah, the yeah. Style. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. Like it does look like Well, and I also haven't seen Princess of the Frog, so I don't know how Tiana appeared in her right. actual film. Right, but we were talking about something else. What were we talking? Tiger we, tones. Tiger tones. Oh, but I'm the one that forgets stuff. Yeah. Why? Uh, what was for I me, talking about ten seconds ago. <laughs> you know, short-term memory is my problem. Everything else is yours. You mean long-term memory? And medium, and short to no, medium, I'm and medium the, to long. I'm good with the medium and really long. Yeah. So anyhow, um, a lot going. What on were we talking about? Oh, the tiger tones. Tiger tones. They would apparently sing "Kiss the Girl." Mm-hmm. And then actually bring two strangers up from the audience. And make them kiss. Always a man and a woman and yeah. make them kiss. Yeah. Which number one's weird. Like, how do you let the tiger tones boss you around? You're going to kiss her. You know, like, yeah. really? Like, <laughs> it's like that's, you're at that point where, like, you know, plants and, like, animals are going to tell you what to do with your life now? Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, you know, they're, they're animals. They are people. They're people. Wait, which? They're not It's tiger. an acapella band called the Tiger Tones. Oh, no, tones. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of, I'm singing straight the film. Oh, right. So that, like. In, in the actual film, it, 
I, right. I, I should you say. shouldn't have a lobster tell you how to yeah. pursue your romantic life. Right. Well, well anybody although might. it couldn't hurt, probably some of us. That, that, that might be one of the more mild offenses of, of Little Mermaid. Right. But the idea that you would do this song and then, yeah. which is like a little problematic, you know, because I guess Ariel wants to be kissed. Yes. But she can't really say she wants to be kissed. No. Because she's given up her voice for her man. Correct. That's, I think she's number one. Yeah, like, I mean, she's... Can we just agree that she's going to be number one? I'd have to do some digging, but I, I have a hard time... Yeah. I mean, others bring racial problems yeah. on top of gender problems, and so... Yeah. I mean... Is there a princess in Song of the South? Because that might compete with Ariel. I don't think so. Okay, then I think, I yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah, but, I mean, Pocahontas brings a different kind of bad. Yeah, I haven't seen the Pocahontas. Snow White isn't... You've never seen Pocahontas? No. Wow. Snow White? I was thinking, because <clears throat> she's unconscious when she gets kissed. Yeah. yeah. That was, uh, Kristen Bell made that point. Like, she was talking about um, yeah. the Snow White and, and, and talking about, like, talk, not letting her kids watch it or explaining to her kids that, yeah. that it wasn't right for Snow White to be kissed without consent. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, you just wait until Fox hears this show. Yes. Well, then she's never going to wake up, is she? No. You'd rather a woman be comatose her entire life than get an innocent kiss from Prince Charming. I'm pretty sure Fox is okay with a woman being comatose her entire life. Wow. Too dark? <laughs> or not getting consent before sexually yeah, assaulting I, yeah. women. I really don't know you what know? their complaint is. Like, it feels like that's a win-win for them. I have a feeling they might be. Uh, there might be enough hypocrisy built into them. Mm, you think? They, they won't see it. Yeah. I'm just saying. But they're so fair and balanced. But we're ve- we're very off. We are. Tra- this is you, what happens when I don't When you prep. don't come prepped. Yeah. Like it, it's, a little more, it's a little more freestyle. So, But the princesses were, were a better part of the film. Yeah, they were. I mean, I, I kind of, I mean, the way they, they touted it up in the commercial, I was kind of expect or the trailer, I was kind right. of expecting a little bit more. Right. Fox talked about, like, when um, Cinderella breaks her slipper, her mm-hmm. glass slipper. It's like, oh. And I'm like, really? Yeah. You know, like, it, it, all of it felt like, Way too much concern over something that wasn't really. Yeah, it was fairly benign. It was it was kind of goofy and meant to sell princesses. Oh yeah, because you know, for your your princess dolls, they're going to come out with all that loungewear that oh, you like they so are. much. Oh, they'd be idiots if they don't. Right. So Vicky and I both kind of liked Nose more. Oh okay. The search engine guy. The search engine guy. He was cute. Yeah, although like the joke about completing sentences or thoughts. Yeah. Funny the first time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's inter- one the of the eighth, their tenth, their twelfth, their twentieth. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Again, given how long, I, I, I get that. those more. There were a couple problems for me in that number one, given the very long setup of the film, him being so crucial to the outcome. Yeah. Felt a little bit random. Yeah. And then, as I recall, yeah. they are in Nosemore's little place. Yes. Surrounded by sort of clone Ralphs. And Ralph comes in the door. Ralph, well, no, Ralph comes in and, and yeah, you know, they okay, figure out their plan, and yeah. they have to get out. And I think we jump to them in, like, Yes's car. And I'm like, how did they get out? All they had to do is type it, and then the car just shows up, right? I don't think it works that way. They get they get sent oh, to— Oh, the internet has rules now. Well, okay, According when, to Ralph Breaks the Internet. But when <laughs> whenever someone does a search for knows more and finds what they want, like the little car appears around them and they drive right. off. Yeah. But, I mean, they're surrounded by a giant— army of like Ralphs like I'm like how did they like I, th- and they're holding well, they're, back the one door they're they're on the internet they're uh, I don't know so that was Ralph's one of the things I was like how did they yeah. get like I felt like there was a transition kind so of there. that's your problem that was one of like, my that's your problem that with my, the that film that was one of my problems with it not just like the painstakingly dull otherwise. nature of it no because I felt like it redeemed itself in the end so here's the one thing I really liked about the film okay I liked that Vanellope and Ralph end up separated from each other wow that's not what you were going for? No, that's not what I expected you to like. Well, to me... I mean, that's what I saw happening with the trailer. Well, I didn't see the trailer because oh, I, I mean, didn't pay any attention to it. But movies like this always create, don't they, contrived reasons for Ralph and Vanellope to always be together yeah. at the end. And that Vanellope gets to kind of grow up and mm-hmm. like be her own person mm-hmm. and that Ralph has to come to grips with that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was actually... Of all the stuff the movie's trying to yeah. teach, right? You know, about the internet can be fun, but it can also be mean. Um, well, but see, I would take but, what the movie's trying to say a little bit further. Yeah. Because one of the things that really struck me in the end is the way in which Ralph, particularly when he feels betrayed by Vanellope and all that. Because he's a big baby. 
Well, yeah, but he comes becomes an example of the kind of toxic masculinity that we see on the internet all the time. Yeah. He completely tries to gaslight Vanellope. Yeah. And what I find interesting is yeah, that it's that actually it. his insecurity that right. causes more damage to the internet than hers. Because one of the things I was really troubled, the part that I was troubled with in the middle. Yeah. Because this was not in the first film, as I recall. Yeah. Was the way in which that Vanellope's glitch got troped as anxiety in the film. Yeah. And I was like that. I like it particularly when they started really emphasizing that point. I was like, yeah. oh, I don't Do we like re- where yeah. this is going. Like, because there were moments where I was like, okay, so is this going to be about her like channeling and overcoming her her anxiety and yeah. her disability, and thus she's kind of this idea of the the super crypt that we've talked about before. Yeah. You know, when the when the worm showed up, and I'm like, oh, is it going to take her? The worm? You mean the virus? The virus, yeah. yeah. The insecurity and sort of cause all the problems. Like, I don't like yeah. the direction this is going. But what I found really interesting, and so I thought kind of a Vanellope isolated on her own. Yeah. I was worried was going to be really problematic in terms of insecurity but what yeah. I've, and anxiety. But what I found really interesting was the way in which that she worked in contrast to Ralph's insecurity. Yeah. Because even when they're scanned by the virus— like it showed her as like thirty percent insecure. Right. He's a hundred percent. Yeah. And the way in which that his, that the, the way movie his... all of a sudden became a comment about the kind of toxic masculinity, yeah. the kind but, of doxing because... and gaslighting that you see men doing on the internet. He he see like when he gets corrupted, he becomes King Kong. Yeah. Like this massive, utterly destructive kind of creature. Mm-hmm. Unthinking, yeah. I really like that idea. Like, I, was, I can yeah. see that, and I think, I think that's worth talking about. But I think because that, so that's what redeemed the film for me. Because I really was it, not expecting that. To me, okay, when it happened. I will grant that's a good message. I will not accept that that, that redeems the film. The film. Fair enough. Like, like the, if they're trying to make a comment about toxic masculinity, they've done so, mm-hmm. but not in a way that I think makes the film. Like if. In a way, like, you need to kind of develop that theme maybe more broadly through the film. Well, and I wonder, part of it is, and, and this is obviously not going to happen for you. Yeah. Um, part of me wonders in terms of, because the way that really comes up at the end of the film. Yeah. Made me wonder, like, how well is that traced from the beginning of the film? Yeah. Um, you know, because you kind of see the neediness of Ralph. Right. To the point where he, like, he, he on the one hand, he builds the track for Vanellope. Yeah the new track in her game, which right. seems nice, but then you kind of realize at the end of the film that it's also kind of to keep her with him. Right. And so yeah. I think there's ways that that, if you see the movie a second time, I think you can see Ugh. some of that set up earlier. <laughs> but I'll agree that I don't, because I was not expecting it when it actually happened. Yeah. Like, as I was watching the film and getting to, like, the big climax and everything, I'm like, did this just become a film about, like, toxic internet male fans of stuff and I'm like I think right. it just did uh, particularly yeah. the moment where and the other thing that I liked is in, particularly in terms of the contrast between her and Ralph is you know her anxiety does cause problems within the slaughter race game right but they're clearly containable and, and dealt with and, and like it's not anything right. terribly destructive his threatens to destroy the whole internet and God forbid we live without the internet because well, as we that. learned Sure, people can be mean on it, but on the upside, you can buy lots of stuff on it. Yes, if you have $27,000. I'm also not sure their sense of internet commerce quite works the way yeah. that it does. Yeah. But that was what no, redeemed it. it. Like that. That's what redeemed it for me in the end is, is that it came yeah. to, I, for me, a really interesting comment that yeah. I wasn't really expecting from this film. Um, Fair enough. There should be no expectations about this film whatsoever. kind of of again being much more tied into um, sort of current discussions of yeah, particularly masculinity and toxicity on the internet. Like that, I was like, it ended in a really, I think, interesting place. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought the scene I, where I can... where he's confronting her and and. Yeah. After he's unleashed the virus and she's like, you did what? And he's like, well, you made me do it. I'm like, yeah. wow, he could not be trying to gaslight her more if he tried. Uh, well, yeah, like that's just an abusive relationship. Yeah. Really. And, so, and so that that's one of the things I but really But once you start like. thinking about Ralph and Vanellope as a an abusive relationship, it Well, changes. but that's one of the reasons why I agree that it is good that they end up separate on their own. Because Vanellope needs to be able to do her own thing. And Ralph has some issues work to do on himself as well. That, that I think... He's moving toward. Now, I don't know that the. 
I think he's a real person. I think he's moving towards the, the, yeah. the solution. Yeah. I mean, I mean, again, I mean, you know, Ralph years. basically, yeah, Ralph basically solves the problem by talking to himself or himself, um, which I'm not sure quite how that works in the metaphor of, of toxic masculinity. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, but that, I think it's one of the good things is that I'm glad they kind of go off on their own in the sense that that Vanellope does get to have right her own space and her own life. But to me, that was I think it's because. My son just left for college. Yeah. Right? Because in life, you have relationships mm-hmm. that don't last right. forever. You know, well, and you and can really don't stay the same. You can really love somebody, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean they're going to live in your house forever, right. nor should they. Right. right. It would be incredibly stunting for Vanellope to stay. Right. In well, at her some point, game. it starts to become a little silence at the Lambsy, potentially. I suppose. I suppose so. But I, I kind of like that as a parent who just saw a kid go off to college. Mm-hmm. Like this idea that like that's what you do in life and you find yeah. other ways to stay in touch and make connections. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the so. idea that um, Vanellope I, – I, I because that's the other thing is Vanellope was, as I recall, not as much of a main character in the first film. Um, I, I don't know. You know, uh. she, was, she was a little bit – I mean, she was important to the film, but it was more about Ralph and I think Felix and and others, and even yeah. Calhoun. Um, I mean, the revelation of her being a princess and things like that sort of comes out at the end, right? Um, but I kind of liked the way in that this film really did seem to take Vanellope kind of a step further. Yeah, um, I think that's fair, but it was still a, end, it's so. just a terribly made film. There might have been some messaging in there. Toxic masculinity, yeah. evolving relationships that were good. Yeah, but in the end, it was still a, a just a crap fest of a. Film. Yeah, I didn't think it was that bad. Like I, 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 the end for me, like I, you know, what movie have you seen recently that was worse? That was worse. Yeah. Um. Well, you're not you're not going things. to like this. Answer. Okay, besides Transformers, I'm not saying Transformers. Okay, what? Daddy's Home Two. Oh, that's ridiculous. Or which Was it Daddy's Home 2 or Daddy's Home 1 that I watched at your house? It was Daddy's two. Home 2. Yeah. Yeah, it was Daddy's Home 2. That's ridiculous. That just totally so obliterates So this is, wasn't Ready Player One then, in your opinion? I hated, I hated Ready Player One, too. I did not care for Ready so. Player One either. Yeah. But I'm saying but like, I can you know, see, I, 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 particularly in its depiction of the internet, like it does have a lot of that. And, and oh, Speaking of which, I've got questions for you. Like its depiction of the internet oh, boy, felt, questions of the internet. felt a little blah to me. And, and yeah, yeah, not really. Yes. So, questions for you. Okay. Am I really supposed to believe mm-hmm. that Ralph and Vanellope yes. traveled all across the internet, mm-hmm. front to back, side to side, and found no porn whatsoever? Yeah, that's why I said it was the most sanitized internet. Yeah. No, that's what the internet it was, was a very Disney internet. Yes. The Disney no, It had the, uh, the, the child, like, safe search. I was very upset. <laughs> I was very upset when Vanellope is, like, trying to hide from the Stormtroopers. Yes. And there's clearly a door with the giant Avengers A on it. Yeah. That she does not go to. Yeah. I'm like, I want to see what's behind that That door. was my next question. Were you excited to see the Stormtroopers? Nah. Yeah. Iron Man? Also, C-3PO walked weird. Avengers door? And why is he a butler to the princesses? Yeah, it was just weird. I mean, I guess they're all part of the Disney family now. Yeah, they are. So, but don't, okay. so you're part of the Disney family. Did now the, you work for us. But, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> but didn't the most recent Star Wars film show that owning a droid was like owning a slave. So the princesses are they essentially did. enslaving C-3PO. Or, well, Droid no. rights. Oh, you're not for droid rights? No, I'm, I'm saying that they so are. So you, you want to enslave droids. Can I just want to be clear. Can I make my point? I wish you would. Can I make my point? I'd like you to, but it doesn't. Point? Is it going to have to do with slavery? Yes. Okay. In the sense that I would say C-3PO and the princesses are both slaves to the Disney Corporation. Yeah, but one is a double slave then. Well, so in actual slave times, there were distinctions between slaves. Right. So you know, Disney's just following in that pattern. So you're saying the princesses are like slaves who are overseers in the field, and C-3PO is at the bottom of the hierarchy. But he's the one telling them when they have to go on stage. So doesn't that kind of make him the overseer? No, he's like like a butler. He's not their boss. He's the one that says five minutes, you know, getting your dresses. Do you think C-3PO makes those decisions? Yeah, but in a, in a, no, in a, but he's the one telling them because the slave master told him to. Right, they're beneath. Right, he's the overseer beneath the slave master, and the princesses are below him. That. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying there's a big gap between and him like and the princesses. Like a show, the production assistant does that, and he's not above the talent. What? 
in like an actual show, the production assistant is the one who tells them when to go on stage. Oh, geez. So you're saying Richard is C-3PO <laughs> and we're the princesses. You want to change your answer now? No, I'd rather be one of the princesses than C-3PO. <laughs> they get comfy clothing. I mean more about the morality of it, but anyway, oh. if, you, if you're okay with droid slavery, I, what I'm not do fine I? with droid slavery. I'm just I saying feel. that I don't see a C-3PO as a particularly in empowered What's that? Figure. Was that a thing in the last Star Wars? Yeah, in the Millennium, in the Han Solo. The Han, whatever. Oh, yeah. I don't count that. So the guy that does the entire extended universe <laughs> has decided this one film out. He's still very yeah. bitter. Well, no, it's that's like, because um, he's bitter about the Star Wars extended universe yeah. being replaced. Is that my Han by, Solo? <laughs> yeah. Not my, hashtag not not my Han Solo. Right. Not my Solo. Well, I knew you were doing no research, so I brought numbers. I did a little research. What? You brought the ticket stub and you I watched, watched the, the movie. film. Yeah. And I thought about toxic masculinity. So, um, which I'm really surprised you didn't you didn't have more to say. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes numbers are? Oh, on this? No, pretty... no, on um, <laughs> on Solo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> on Richard's running the board today. <laughs> I don't want to hear those numbers. Do they have negatives? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what do you think Rotten Tomatoes was? On, what on Wreck It Ralph? Wreck It Ralph, yeah. <laughs> the first one. Not the I'm second gonna one. say like 87 for. Critics or audiences? Oh, sorry, I just meant overall. No, I want to do. I didn't get an overall. I got critics and I got audiences. Um, seventy-five, ninety. Okay, okay. So Rich says critics um, and people. Right. We always audience. do. We always do critics first. Yeah. I'm gonna say. Patrick is gonna say. I'm gonna say critics eighty-five. Yeah. Audiences ninety-two. Wow. This is really interesting because you guys are. It's almost a tie. Now, Patrick's a little bit closer overall, but you're both considerably off. Critics, 88. What did I say? You said 85. Okay. Rich said, said 75. 75. Okay. Yeah. So critics really like the film. I was going to say 87. The audience score? Yeah. 68. Really? Wow. Yeah. Like when, given all the positive reviews I read, That's when I surprise. saw the audience score, huh? I was really surprised. But I think the audience score. is... is yeah, they're probably picking up on some of the things we've talked about. Yeah, like the critics, I think, liked the first one so much that maybe they were predisposed to see the second one. I don't know, not having read got... any of the critics, I did no actual work. Yeah. Um, you don't need to mumble that. That's been made clear. They might. Yeah. That's why I mumbled. I don't want to be reading it. Yeah, but we already have established. Yeah. Also, yeah. the microphone picks up anything you yeah. say. Um, <laughs> that's a smart. I thing wonder you've if said the so critics are, are similar to me in the sense that the way the film ends, they're responding to that more. In the terms of the, the, the comment on toxic masculinity, that like they might well, like that might redeem it for. It. Whereas audience, I, particularly, I could see little kids getting really restless for the first, yeah, or adults chunk getting really restless. So, so since you've brought up the critics, I brought some fair or foul. All Let's right. see if they do like it because of the toxic masculinity redeeming it. Okay, all right. Here's Sandy Chen. Okay, from, from a source that I cut out when I cut and pasted so i don't know wow well done <laughs> so sandy chen quote disney's charming mm-hmm. insightful sequel shines a light on the wonders and horrors of the internet mm. from the camaraderie of sharing silly viral videos mm. to the vicious nature of social media comments mm. fair i don't think any part foul. of that's correct well, no, the problem is, that, I mean, it's, it's literally stuff that goes on in the film, so it's... Well, it's, it does show silly viral videos. And it does show... If silly you know, means stupid. Mean comments. And it does show mean comments. Uh, but really, the solution to that is just don't read the comments, kids. Yeah. But we all read the comments. It seems to be a, avoiding the problem, yeah. but yeah. But yeah, I mean, but I, you know... But, but you the first part, in charming, too. insightful. I mean, I think it is insightful by the end, but I don't think she's... She's picking up on the same insight yeah. that I do. Would you say it's charming? So you're smarter than Sandy Chen is what you're saying. No, no, no. I just, I'd like, what she's talking about, I just, you know. Yeah. No, we I thought, know. for me, I thought that the whole internet toxic masculinity thing was fairly clear. All right. How about this next one? But you didn't seem to pick up on it. I, no, no, I, I so, mean, I, not in labeling it toxic masculinity, like his insecurity. I talked about him being a big dick. Yeah, right? yeah, like in, I, that, in that sense. Say that? Being a big jerk. Right. 
Like I, I talked about it, that, you know, um, I, I didn't label it that way. Like it's there. Yeah. But to me, like there's so many films where they turn people into jerks mm. just to move the plot forward that that message could get lost along the way mm, okay. because it's kind of a trope. Well, but he is kind of a jerk to begin with. In That's that true. The villain. And so that kind of, really but that could guise it as well. Yeah. Different ways in which Ralph has a guise that hides mm. the toxic masculinity. Yeah. Well, but I, and again, I think that's something that the end of the film, I think, kind of exposes the way in which that, that for a film and a half, we've kind of thought of Ralph as the nice guy. Yeah. In a lot of ways, he's, he's not. He represents a lot of what's really bad out there in terms of. Yeah. But there's also this easy redemption for him, too. Yeah. I mean, I, I do and think so the redemption like, might be a little too it, easy. That I mean, is, it's not a perfect film by any means. Right, um, but again, I was really again. I was particularly the way the film began and and went on and was and was kind of weak in the beginning. I was really surprised at how at, at the effectiveness that it did achieve. Ugh. All right, let's try another one. This one's from the Tribune News Service. All if right. you care to know, uh, any particular individual there? Katie Walsh. Okay, good. Yeah, it's pretty incredible to see how the filmmakers easily and boldly slip concepts right from the therapist's office. Into the wild rumpus through the internet. Did did she go Wait. on to identify what concepts? No, I didn't read any further. <laughs> I only had a little bit of time. I don't read full reviews for this. I just, How long was the review? I, I pulled it from Rotten Tomatoes. Well, it would be helpful to know, like what I. I well, it should be obvious. I'm it's gonna have inc- to say foul because I have no idea. It's what she's incredible talking about. to see how the filmmakers easily and boldly, dude. It's incredibly also, bold in the the way in which they slipped concepts. From the therapist's office into the wild rumpus. I guess they're talking about like her anxiety and stuff like that. But yeah, I've, I mean, I've, I guess you could argue they do slipping concepts. They I may don't. Not I don't. Them. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say foul on that one because right. I just I don't see that without some kind of uh, so, greater context for that quote. So right now, I've given you two quotes. They've both been foul, yeah. even though they were positive reviews of the film. Yeah, seems like you're coming to my side of the. No, I right, mean, let's I'm try not, this one. Okay. <laughs> Rob Carnival. Okay. From Indie London. Okay. It's from London and it's indie, so it's got to be smart. They're not going to like this film. Four out of five is what okay. he gave it. Yeah, I see. Ralph Breaks the Internet still rates as a triumphant return mm. for a beloved set of characters yeah. that will charm, mm. exhilarate, mm. and wildly entertain mm. on its own terms. They keep saying charming. Yeah. Uh, they just they, like, is it that eight minutes of princess? Was the film was the film charming? That is not the word I would I use. I would to not apply it. charming to it. And yet yeah. Rich has pointed out that two people have. Yeah, no, that he's right. And it's like Whoa. Huh? What'd you say? Richard's right. Whoa. There have been two references. <laughs> yeah. Keep in mind, I'm 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 yeah. recognizing Richard's ability to count to two. <laughs> wow. Well, we know he can count down from three. So assume one would assume he could get to three. Because he up. generally says like three, two. Oh, that's right. So again, it's only two actual numbers. <laughs> <laughs> See again, yeah. he stopped. At, one. He stopped at one again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's right. a very good visual joke. Yeah, let me let me give you. Like but yeah, I, well, number one, I don't know that I would say that these are necessarily beloved characters. Agreed. Um, Do they charm? Movie, I think kind of took everyone by surprise that that it was. Yeah. Do they charm, exhilarate, and wildly entertain? No, I'm not sure those Wildly are, yeah, entertain? Yeah, yeah, not, a, exhilarating and wild are not words that's I would one heck use. Of a And you already said charmed you wouldn't use, so that, yeah. that feels pretty clearly foul. All right, one more positive one. Okay. This one's from Ross Miller. Okay. From Good old S- Ross Miller. From The National. All right. In Scotland. So, wow, you went international I did. Your... I did. Manager, oh, manages to integrate the Internet's simultaneous vastness and intricacy. No. <laughs> in a way that's both inventive in pushing the narrative forward. Nope. And just fun to behold for its own sake. No. Did right. you watch a different movie? All, yeah, of, no, these, the, the, all the, of these critics, I, I disagree with almost Yeah, the depiction 100%. of the Internet was very, again, the depiction of the Internet was fairly blah. Yeah. In the way um, it pushed the narrative forward. Well, I just what was the first part? Just something about like the whole depiction of the internet, vastness and intricacy. Yeah, the intricacy. Yeah, because it's it eBay and Amazon intricate. and Twitter and Snapchat. I think and... you mean eBoy. Yeah, like Ugh. yeah, yeah. Like well, it was just the rights to eBay. <laughs> That's the other thing that I found really yeah. weird. Like they have eBay and they have like Amazon and and all of these things, but like the 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 meme video hosting service they go to is like BuzzTube and I'm like yeah you couldn't use YouTube 
Apparently not. Apparently like some companies caved and others didn't. I'm like, you've got everything else here. Um, but yeah, it was a very generic... Um, generic is a good way to describe the film. Version of the internet. It, it, but the film in general to me was a very generic kids yeah, film. Yeah, particularly for a good first half Yeah, of Maybe it. three quarters before um, you really get to... It was... Yeah, there, there was a bit of... Because again, like I said, I was fairly nonplussed by it for a good chunk. I was like, ugh. But that the two separate at the end was stunning to me. Yeah. Like, I did not see that coming because I could not imagine a world in which the Disney Corporation didn't keep them together. Yeah. So that I like. Well, you know, Disney sometimes does. I mean, like, you know, they let everybody die in Rogue One. They let... uh, Half of the heroes die in the most recent Avengers film. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. (laughs) Which apparently the the trailers for the next one's supposed to possibly drop today. So so, So I have heard... Amongst some other trailers, but maybe that'll be for the next yeah, show. Yeah, we can talk about that. Um, I did find one negative review on Rotten Tomatoes. All right, despite the sixty-eight percent from fans. Well, or did you just look at pros. I just I just looked at the pros. Okay, I, what are fans going to teach me? That's just reading negative comments on the internet. And Vanellope taught me not to do not, that. Not to read negative comments about yourself. Oh, I can read about others. Oh yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> All right, that's the best part of the internet. All right, this this came from Barry Hertz at Globe and Mail. Okay. He writes, Ralph Breaks the Internet is less a film, more a commercial. Mm-hmm. Game over, everyone. That's all I got for you. Yeah. I Can mean, I give you more context? No. Yeah. Just game over. Yeah. I mean, again, particularly the, the depiction of the of the Internet is a very kind of corporate commercial. It's very commercial. Um, version of it. Under the guise of entertainment. And I think that's what I, I most dislike about yeah. the film. Is that it's so and again in that I can see the similarities to something like Ready Player One. Um, my, you know, it's probably not good that you know the two movies that come to my most immediate mind in relationship to Wreck It Ralph Two, yeah, are Ready Player One and and the Emoji Movie, which are in some ways two of the movies I have least enjoyed, yeah, in the recent past, yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, like there's no you know the depiction of the internet, like there's no satire. Um, it's like, oh, hey, there's Amazon. Right. Bunch of boxes. Well, but, but like, that's... Jokes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there weren't even that's, jokes. Like, there were, like yeah, that's like, that's the thing. Like, it was so obviously just product placement. Yeah, it was very... Without the sophistication of a Michael Bay Transformers film. There's no sophistication. Let the silence reign. <laughs> in a Michael, in Michael Bay... Okay, there is no sophistication in a Michael Bay Transformers film. There is less in his product placement. Which makes it very sophisticated. No. So, did you... really bad it doesn't make it really good. It's not how less works. <laughs> mm, I think it does. Eventually, you get to the far end of the spectrum, and it loops back to the other. No, yeah. it's not a loop. <laughs> it's a circle. No, it's, it's, it's no, never no, no, a... Spe- no, trust it, me. They're always If a there's circle. one thing that the no, Transformer movies are, yeah. they are a giant bottomless abyss that just keeps going down. Of goodness. Unless the Bumblebee movie is halfway decent, which like, it might be. And it, no. What? The, the Bumblebee movie makes me nervous. Like... I actually want to see it, it. but it's probably because it's it's, going to be terrible. This is the movie that I most fear. Like, I've never had this feeling for a a, a Transformers film. It is not going to be good. I'm going to go see it. But it's got the Transformers that I remember. What do you mean? They look like the Transformers I remember. And that's why we get Ralph Breaks the Internet. Because you just want comfort and familiarity (laughs) when you go to the theater. It's not true. You don't want to be challenged. That's. Dude, I saw what the, 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 the. That thing. What was the movie we saw with the horse people? Sorry to bother you. That's it. <laughs> the horse people. Spoilers. Yes, yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> if you have not seen Sorry to Bother You, you, you absolutely movie, must go see we that really movie. should have done a show on that. We that show have. was re- that movie was brilliant. Yeah, I will teach that in the future. Yeah, I, I, well, we talked about teaching like in conjunction with Day Without a Mexican and kind of looking at like the yeah. polls of like here's what we thought in 2006 and here's what we think today. Yeah. Well, <laughs> although I I would argue that that. Um, the more recent film does not capture a broad American thinking. Well, man. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it's a much more radical critique. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing. Day Without a Mexican kind of purported to radicalism, but ultimately right. does not have it. Right. Yes. Um, sorry to bother you. Has it. Yeah. Well, you'll never look back on that and be like, well, they were pulling punches. <laughs> or, no. boy, that no. feels a little. That is. It is, yeah. as, I, as I think I said at the time, it is the most scathing, yeah. but also most accurate indictment of kind of where we are as a culture. Yeah, yeah, it is depressing. 
in that way, it's a lot like Wreck-It Ralph 2. Yes. So we're almost out of time, but a quick question. Did you stay for the post-credit scenes? I did. I did not. Uh, I did not know did there were any. Ask? There's two. I know. Vicky was, like, out of her seat before. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah uh, well, so I, I, I read story. what they are. Funny story. So I know what they are. So yeah. everybody else in the theater left but me. Yeah. Uh, Does that happen a lot? More often than I'd like. Where's the where's the humor? <laughs> because as I'm sitting there waiting for the second post credit scenes, yeah, the lights come on, the cleaning crew comes in, yeah. and they're starting to clean, and then like I'm just watching the film, and then the lights go out again, and I look around, and the cleaning crew has gone away because I think they saw me. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, I guess they. I guess someone is still." There's here. some sad old so, dude. So because literally, who really after, needs to see the second post. Literally after the last one, I, I left after the last credit scene, and they're all standing right by the door. And they're yeah. like, Have a good evening, sir. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, we were about to call security. It's a, it's a good moment. So that's one of your moments where, like, going to a PG film. Yes, was not as a, good a single idea. person. Is, it gets Again, a little yes. uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, there were there were enough people in the theater that I didn't feel particularly creepy. Yeah. Except for at that moment. Because, yeah. yeah, they turned the lights on. I'm like, still here, people. <laughs> Maybe they knew you were there. They just wanted to make sure. I don't think you know, they you did. Have anybody they was... have a job to do. And they didn't want because to they did, guy. like, they turned the lights off, and then they all, like, they had all left and were just waiting, like, in the, yeah. the area you walk in. I'm like, I think they saw me. I think they were like, oh, geez, someone's still here. Yeah. And it was you. And it was me. That is awesome. And then I get, I'm looking around, because there were some rowdy, there were some fairly loud people in the back behind me. Yeah. Um, that I thought might still stick around, but I was like, oh, no, it's just me. Yeah. So, um, did I miss anything? Like, no. One was like a repl- was like a, a reference to the trailer. Yes. Apparently. Well, it wasn't well because the what girl they, with the video game. Yeah. Well, because they have a little. Well, it starts with a little girl who I guess is like they're coming back. She's in the car with her mom. Yeah. Having come back from the mo- from a movie, and the mom's like, "Oh, did you like the movie?" And she's like, "Yeah, but there was a scene in the trailer that wasn't in the movie. I hate right. when they do that." Yeah. And then, of course, they show the scene that was in the Wreck-It Ralph trailer. Right. Um, Somebody liked it on the, the internet. Movie. Said it was very meta. I'm not sure how meta it was. I mean, it's kind of cute, you know, that they did the reference. I guess so. On. And the second one, like, made you think you were looking at a sneak peek of Frozen 2? Yeah, well, basically it says, and now a sneak preview of Frozen 2. And so it does make you feel like you're seeing a sneak peek of Yeah, but I, I had had that spoiled for me, so I knew yeah. it was coming. And then it's Wreck-It Ralph singing uh, Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up. Yeah. You get Rick Rolled. You get Rick Rolled. My favorite moment from the last campaign is when Melania Trump rickrolled us. Ah. In her convention I do, speech. I do, I do have to say. Yeah. I freaking love that song. You like that song? I'm never gonna give you up. Never that gonna let you down. Is a terrible song. Oh, like that's the joke, is it's bad. But right, it's the whole so joke of it. You play it, it yes. everyone's unhappy. Oh, it's so yeah. 80s.